Hey, stupid nerds, the download the uh, Boogie Monster with, with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. So you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or important things. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. I start. I started. I don't even want to waste conversation without it being recorded because <laughs> we're both garbage shaped today. Yeah, yeah. Listen to that, listen to that sweet peach of a voice on Dave. Mm-hmm. Hey everybody. Ugh. Sound like you put earplugs in the wrong holes. <laughs> I feel like I get earplugs in. Yeah, my ears are fucked up. I can't hear. You're still sick. Yeah, I'm in a bad mood. It's yeah. gonna be a great episode. <laughs> It's gonna be what? a real great episode. Why are you in a bad mood? No, it's just, well, like it was like cause that's why I just started the episode. I, I just, <clears throat> as I was telling Dave, I'm going to do the Jim Jeffrey Show podcast, and I put up a clip online from my Netflix thing, mm-hmm. and right away it's like, so it's Jim Jeffrey's bit, and it's like, well, fuck me, man. Like if you try to cut, I two bits on that special. I made fun of the phrase about somebody like, oh, they died too soon, about how you don't know that, and then about the Jim Jeff about the Lord works in mysterious ways. And the first one was a Stanhope bit, and the second one was with Jim Jeffries bit. And I didn't know that, because I, I hate to break it to you, I haven't seen all the comedy. Yeah. I haven't seen all of it. <clears throat> but if you're making fun of a common phrase in a lexicon, yeah. that's, you know what, I guess, yeah. I, I I picked a phrase that we all know and decided to make fun of it and should have assumed that somebody else had made fun of it because it's pretty low hanging fruit. But then somebody's you know nobody in this case was like it's stolen, but they're just like you know pointed out, which is actually if they're pointed out respectfully, I can't get mad at that. It's not on the people pointing out; it's more on me just being like, I just got off the road. Like I'm sick of comedy. I'm gonna yeah. quit. <laughs> Well, we're not. We can't be expected to know everybody's material. Well, and that's what I'm saying. The people that pointed it out were not accusing me of mm-hmm. theft, but they were pointing out that it was, an, it was. I'm more frustrated with the existence of things as opposed to people pointing it out. That people were cool about that. I'm not getting on them about it. Mm-hmm. And yes, parallel thought exists, but. But what good is just it like, to point it out now? You've already like well, no, that's it's not. It's not at a shed a mic like hey that. But the person that, on Instagram isn't going to know that. I'm not. This yeah. isn't blaming that. But yeah. I'm just like, I'm just fucking fried out, man. Yeah, I'm sick of all my jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of like you go on the road for long enough, mm-hmm. and like there's only so much new stuff and things you could change out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a crowd work guy. You know, yeah. I'll mess around a little bit, but I'm not going to like, hey, it's my crowd work special. It's, oh, no. no, it's the you don't have new material special. Yeah, I don't I don't ever do crowd. I don't do crowd work unless I have to, you know, meaning yeah. if they're rowdy. Um, or if it's, I I mean, if it's fun or something, but I don't because I don't want to encourage it. Yeah, because then it's like, well, that's the rest of the show. Because yeah. I talked to this one guy. Now everybody wants to pe- yeah. wants to be part of the show. It's like, no, I don't. Anyway, I just, I'm fucking fried. Yeah. I'm done. I'm not doing it. <laughs> How were the shows this weekend? They were good. New club in Indy. Yeah, it was pretty good. Fort Wayne, always fun. Yeah. Did you do Tiger Room? Yeah. Yeah, I did Tiger Room in front of about 11 people. Yeah. <laughs> well. I didn't have a good turnout. But, uh, well, that's cool, man. Yeah, I just don't. I, I just, I, I got to quit comedy for a little bit yeah. and live my life. Yeah. I got I to gotta learn. I got to miss it again. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. I got to miss it. I got no routine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I haven't even been out. I've just been out back and forth for the past month or so. But mm-hmm. I got no routine anymore. I got no mm-hmm. lay around a hotel. I, I wish I was more inspired. Like, no, you're in a new city. Go see stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. That's <laughs> it. It's it. No, it's, I mean, I... Uh, every city has a museum, and every museum starts to look the same way. Until you go to that museum, and you're like, "Oh, that did inspire thought." But mm-hmm. yeah, that, but that single interesting thing about the museum is not enough to overcome me going like, "You could just lay here and watch forensic files all day." Yeah, because you got shit to do tonight. So anyway, I'm just you just been doing it too long, man. The the polish is varnished, tarnished. F- mm, tar- sure, tarnished and varnished, lick them and stick them. Uh huh. Yeah, man. So I just I'm back and I leave Friday again. <laughs> but I'm going to Alaska. Hopefully, more stuff. Have you ever been to Alaska? No, that's no? why I'm like, I'm like, all right, maybe Alaska will be inspiring. Going to Anchorage? Yeah, I've been there. Does it just look like a city? No, it's pretty cool. It's uh, I was there in January, uh, about ten years ago. And I guess during that time of year, at least in that part of the state, that part of the world, uh, there was four hours of sunlight every day. Yeah. The sun came up at like 10 a.m. and went down at about 2 p.m. Yeah, I'd put a sword through my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a cool city. Like, I, I enjoyed it. And uh, I stayed. Uh, do you know where you're staying? Are you staying at the Anchorage Hotel? Oh, is it the haunted one? That's the one I stayed at that was haunted as shit. <clears throat> that I don't I know. figure out where you're staying, man. I, it had some right real now. generic name, like the Anchorage Inn or the Anchorage Hotel or something, something to do with Anchorage. But uh, yeah, man, real haunted. And I, I told that story before about the pillows moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I checked in, they had this huge guest book, and the lady even said, "Yeah, if you see something weird, just write it in the book. Don't don't bother us with it." <laughs> <laughs> Heard enough. Yeah. I love a place that's over, like the ghost or whatever. Poltergeist was on in the bar the other day. Uh huh. <clears throat> but the scene where the the researchers get to the poltergeist house and the guy's telling Craig T. Nelson, like, yeah, and this little toy truck moved across the floor. I mean, it took about seven hours. He's like, oh, yeah, cool. And then opens the door to Carol Ann's room and it's just shit flying all around the place. <laughs> but he's so over it. He's like, yeah. oh, cool, seven hours. Anyway, get a load of this. <laughs> so you're going to... Uh what, if you're not gonna, if you're gonna take a break from comedy for a while, what, what you gonna get into, man? You're gonna get a new hobby. You're gonna no. I just want to do my hobbies. hobbies. I, haven't, I haven't ridden a bike in three weeks. Yeah. I gotta fix all my broken cars. What's wrong with your cars? They just break. That's what's uh, fun. They break. You just smash them. Yeah, smash them and they break. Smash them ups. I'm gonna do that, and then I'm just gonna hang out. Yeah. And go camping. Yeah. Man, I get a real, getting a real sense of mortality lately. Really? Like, like. Just like just people always say life's short. Like, are you doing anything about it? Are you doing anything about it? Yeah. Or are you just saying that while you're drunk at two in the morning again? Yeah. Life's short. Better fucking sit here and say that and do nothing about it. Like, no man, I take I go camping more. Yeah, man, I haven't been camping in a while. I go do well, you don't you, you filled up your camping quota. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how camping's not appealing to you after I camped for like four years one after time. After the van thing. Mm. When do you that when do you get past that point? Like you're past the pole. I lived in a van. Yeah, I don't uh you know. I only I I don't really do my van material anymore. I recently I've had a new story that I remembered that I never used to do. So I, I tell this one little story about the van life, but uh yeah, I'm over it. It's 
even when I was doing it, I didn't want it to yeah. be my identity. Like I, I didn't try to market myself as like the land comic. Like oh, you mean branding? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean when when you have to know your brand. Yeah. You, know, you just do something that you're just being yourself, and somebody like it's very on brand. I'm like, yeah. I'll fucking kill you. I had one dipshit. Isn't that time. isn't that a fucking Bill Hicks bit? Oh, whoops, yeah, yeah. sorry, fucking sorry. When I was in the van, I I tweeted like, oh, today's my three year anniversary or something. Just you know, I, I didn't talk about it much. And one guy's mm-hmm. like, at what point does it become a gimmick? I'm like, motherfucker. I've been shitting in a goddamn bucket for three years. This ain't no fucking gimmick. You give me, you give me a hundred thousand dollars. I still do this. Then that's a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it because I fucking have to. But uh, and it's also, I'm not going to name his name, but it's a dipshit who's <laughs> he's always looking for a gimmick. He's basically was saying, okay. I wish, I, I wish okay. I had such a cool gimmick. Uh, who, who, who is it? And I'll, I'll pause it. <laughs> I had to start it again. You're getting real heated. <laughs> I didn't just get a name. I got a lot more. Well, is that uh, what I'm talking about? Is the I don't I, I could take a joke as well as anybody, but like we've never met and we're not boys, and you're fucking you're chirping at me. Yeah. Well, okay. that's people don't realize that. Oh yeah, the things you write online get read. Yeah. I know. I got my fucking ass handed to me because I made a joke about like can you can you get pregnant without getting a Netflix special? <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw the Amy Schumer thing. All right, she's pregnant with Netflix special. Ali Wong, two pregnant Netflix specials, and I think Natasha was pregnant during hers. I'm like, all right, I just saw a trend. You want to make a joke about fucking doughy white dudes with beards doing comedy? Go for it. You're well within your right to. Mm-hmm. I just noticed a trend, and I made a joke, and of course people get offended at that. Uh, yeah, you know, and it's always it's always the same per it's always the same fucking like. All right, I got three thousand tweets, and I got seventy two followers, and yeah, okay, I'm part of the patriarchy. You're right. I'm trying to tear down all women all the time. Yeah, you got you got me. I'm the enemy. Yeah, I'm the enemy. I'm, I'm actively. I'm actively trying to tear down any gains women are making in the world. You you figured me out from one sentence I wrote online. Yeah. So fucking cool. Yeah. Anyway, great mood. Great mood today. <laughs> Love comedy. Love how it's received. So happy to leave my home. Yeah. Wish I had another skill set in life. I don't. I'm fine. I'm just a You're sh- fine, I'm buddy. A just shit. Shut I, up. I know I'm fine. Shut up. I know I'm fine. That's the thing, too, because then when you realize, like, oh, you have it great. How can you even bitch about it? Like, well, now I can't even bitch about what I'm bitching about wanting to bitch, but nobody wants to listen to me bitch because things are fine. It's like, you know. Oh, God. Bless your heart. What else going on? See, I'm, I, you were talking about you get bored of traveling. You don't go to museums. I'm still I've been doing I've been traveling. Doing comedy, I've been doing comedy. You were out for a minute, thirteen there. years. I've been touring for ten, but it's still fun for me. Um, well, I think you know it's just now getting fun because it was ten years of touring as a middle act, playing terrible comedy zone mm-hmm. gigs, making one hundred and twenty-five bucks a night and spending a hundred and nineteen dollars. You know, in hotels and gas and food. Yeah. So now, and not that I'm raking it in by any means, but. Uh, People are starting to come out a little bit. So now, at the very least, I don't have to eat Jack in the Box for lunch on tour, you know? Yeah. I can go and drop 20 bucks on a record. So, uh, man, I had a good time. I was in, uh, I did 15 cities in 17 days. So uh, I was hustling. Three of those we hooked up. That yeah, was yeah. a good time. But, uh, yeah, just basically, 
Hey, uh, what I'm trying to do now, I don't know, man. Like, I'm trying to have an appreciation for travel and not just like obvious, fun, luxurious travel. Like, yeah. anybody can have a good time going to Hawaii or going wherever. Mm. But, like, wherever I'm at, like, I really, I know it sounds cliche or whatever, but like, I really want to experience the city. So, uh, on this tour, man, I just spent a lot of time just wandering, just during the day. Just yeah, you were cutting foot. out. When I was laying in bed. You were cutting out. <clears throat> yeah, I'd go out and one man. I went to Detroit and just I I saw so much of that city in like two days. I just drove. I just drove around the city, and some parts were fucking great, and the other parts mm. are what you hear about. Yeah, and, but it's crazy to see that shit firsthand. Like some of those neighborhoods, like it yeah. really looked like a bomb went off. Like, you look post-apocalyptic. Yeah, there's some parts of Indianapolis that are driving through. Yeah. And I'm not shitting on Detroit, by the way. I love Detroit. <clears throat> no, but that's a fact of the matter. There's some rough neighborhoods. Yeah, I mean, just all those things you hear and seeing some of those skyscrapers. I think I think most of the skyscrapers are, are occupied now, but uh, just a few years ago, they were talking about how there was a few of those that were just completely abandoned. An abandoned skyscraper. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy thing. And, a little uh, football stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, but... Uh, yeah, had a good time in Detroit, wandered around, really saw that city. I uh, went and explored, got out on foot at the old uh, Packard plant. There's this huge Packard, as you may or may not know, mm-hmm. was a car company oh, yeah. in the 20s, 30s, 40s. And uh, they had a huge plant there. I mean, this thing was like, it stretched like five city blocks. Like, it was yeah. hundreds of yards. Like, literally, if I had to guess, like, the length of it was at least a quarter mile. Like yeah. It was a huge fucking building, completely abandoned. And uh, I got out on foot, wandered around a little bit. It's it fucking creepy. Some weird shit. I watched that. I watched that. Uh, <clears throat> I forget the name of the car show on Amazon. The Three English Fellows. Yeah. Grand this? Tour. Or yeah, something. yeah. <clears throat> or whatever it was called before. And they went through and they were tearing through some old Cadillac factory mm-hmm. down there. I know people hate that show and they hate those guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like, well, like I got a, I got a big TV. I don't watch sci-fi. I don't watch fantasy. I watch I watch the car auctions. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I watch on the high def stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> but that I I like that. Like also driving, having a different city every night's different. Mm-hmm. That's why like I forgot. Like oh, I'm going to try and do clubs this year. Oh, I forgot. That's why I don't do clubs. That's part of it. I get fucking bummed out. Yeah, I get bummed out. Even if it's just five shows. Even if the shows are good. Just waking up at the same place that's not my home yeah. with not my stuff. Yeah. And just saying the same jokes in the same place. Yeah. You know? Yeah, at least so. when you're, uh, you know, doing the one-nighters like we do now, just different city every night. Just driving. Even You drove the whole time. You wouldn't let me drive. But I was, I was like, even still, like, oh, look at the change of the scenery. Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't much, it was Ohio to Pennsylvania. Yeah. But still, I watch roadsides pass by. Mm-hmm. At least it feels like I'm doing something. Yeah. I got a thing to do during the day. It's get to the next city. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, I, just, I don't know. Just had a good time. Yeah. Went to a bunch of record stores. Just uh, that's, that's my new thing. I'm. <laughs> Where do you put all the records? We man? talked about that. I got. I live indoors now, man. I uh, still, man. Yeah, I, I got a couple crates. I don't have that, man. I got. I got right at around a hundred records now. So I got these. These wooden crates that hold 50. So I, got, I got two of those. I think this piece of Ikea furniture here is built for records. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that, that does look like it holds records. I mean, I got a bunch of other crap in there. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I went to a uh, shout-out some record stores, man. Had some good time. Found Sound in Detroit. That was a badass record store. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, I hit up three really cool ones. Spoonful Records, Used Kids, and Records Per Minute. 
maybe the most inventory per square foot I've ever seen in a record store was in Pittsburgh. Went to the attic. Uh, me and my new buddy uh, Dustin Meadows hit up the attic. D meds and uh, like it was like a fucking library. Like they, and the only thing they had so much that they had to stack them. Like if you were to stack records there. You, you, so you have to look at them sideways, like look at the little spines. Yeah. I don't like that. I like to flip f- through them, you know. But uh, they had so much inventory that it was just just row after row after row. Like it was insane, the attic in Pittsburgh. Uh, a couple more. Underground Sounds in Ann Arbor, Michigan was awesome. Uh, Electric Crown Records in Flint, Michigan. That was a badass one. Um, so, yeah, had a good time. Spent three days in Flint, Michigan. Uh, three days in Flint. Three days in Flint. The whole Sounds tour was like great. its own Michael Moore documentary. <laughs> the, the, pretty much every show is amazing. And then I hit this run of three shows uh, playing small towns in Michigan. So I just got a hotel in Flint because it was kind of the central point for all three of these cities. And uh, two of them were okay. One was just a complete shout-out to the six people who came out to the ice skating rink in Burton, Michigan. And I'm always grateful for any work I can get, but here's the flip side to doing the DIY stuff the way I'm trying to do it, the way you do it a lot. Like, you know, all right, we're talking about clubs. There's a lot I don't like about clubs, but I'll give clubs this. At least most clubs, because they do it every weekend, they've – crossed all their T's and dotted all their I's. They know what they're doing. These DIY shits, man, every now and then you run across a knucklehead who wants to book you and doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And uh, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> he was a nice enough guy. Well, he just said an ice skating rink in Flint, sh- Michigan. I don't know if uh, there's other competing. Couldn't get the goddamn yeah. mic, the PA and the mic to work. So like right before the show, he's like, you don't need a mic, do you? And I'm like, well... I've done thousands of shows. I've never done one without a microphone. Really? Yeah, didn't, didn't. No, I, I've never done. Never done a show without a mic. No, not that I can recall. Um, I, I'll skip a mic when it's a show when there is like ten people. Like I th- feel like it's insulting. Like it's condescending to talk to ten people. No, I get that. I totally get that. But it's just muscle memory. Like what am I? What am I supposed to do with my hands? I need to hold on. That's to something. a good part of it. But, yeah, uh, change it up. Do a yeah. new thing. But uh, and then eventually he was like, "Oh, I didn't have it plugged in." Uh, fluorescent lighting everywhere. We couldn't do anything about the lighting. It's <laughs> like doing a had he comedy, done a, co- a, had he done a comedy show before. To hear him say it, and uh, no music whatsoever before the show. We're all just sitting in there in a fluorescent room. It, it was the lounge. It was the lounge slash bar of the ice skating rink. It's a hockey rink. This is like when I hear Todd Glass going off on a venue <sighs> and like trying to correct. Like then, then I'm kind of appreciative of him. Like you need this, you need that. I'm like, you need proper lighting. You need proper sound. You need house music before and after. There's just a lot, and it's all very simple, obvious shit that so many people overlook. Yeah. And like, here's the other problem with the DIY shit. Again, all shows are great. Appreciate everybody coming out. And not to get too inside baseball, but I, I'll, I'll give you a little. This is like, we're doing a comedy podcast yeah, today. Little, this Boogie Monster is about comedy, I think. I don't think it's about anything. Little, not like it was before. But little uh, peek behind the curtain. All right, for me, I won't, I won't name dollars and cents, but I get what we call a guarantee, mm-hmm. and mine is fairly modest. It's a pretty reasonable, modest guarantee yeah. versus what we call a door deal. And usually a door deal is a percentage of tickets sold. Usually somewhere around 60, 70, 80%. So whatever it is. And I, whenever I line these 
these shows up, I always make it very clear that my deal is blank guaranteed versus blank percent of the door, parentheses, whichever is higher. Meaning yeah. I'm going to make, you know, it, it's preferred that the, the booker and the venue or whomever at least guarantee a small amount because that forces them to promote the show. You know, if, yeah. you, if they've got nothing invested, yeah, they need to cover that. I've I've done shows, I've done straight door deals where like, how would anybody fucking know that there's a show here tonight? It's not on your website. There's no posters in the and menu. There's no there's loss. No there's no loss for that. Yeah, what do they care? So the guarantee uh, guarantees me a little something, even if we sell three tickets, and it it ensures that they're going to promote. And then the percent, the door deal is, hey, if you know, like like it's starting to happen now. Uh, people coming out, to, you know, the fans of me, fans of the podcast, whatever, they're coming out. Hey, guess what? The percentage might be more than that modest guarantee. So I yeah. need to know exactly how many tickets were sold. Yeah. Because now, fortunately, on this tour, I would say most of the shows, the guarantee or the, the percent was higher than the guarantee. So I need to know how many tickets. Never fucking fails. Every fucking tour, at least once or twice, somebody just hands me an envelope full of money. And I'm like, yeah. like, here you go. And I'm like, yeah, how many, how many, how many tickets did we sell? And they're like, yeah, show what? me numbers. What? How many? What was the count? How many tickets did we sell? And just like, like I'm speaking Chinese. I'm like, well, here's your money. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate you giving me the money. Is this the right amount of money? Because it seems like there was a decent amount of people here, and you're giving me money for. Half and, that. and more often than not, I think it's like people are just assuming that you take them as trustworthy. Which more often than not, I think a lot of people are, but then there is occasions where somebody's just like, ah, we didn't pay attention. So yeah. It's like, no, man, I need this. Yes. This isn't a hobby. This is how I make my living. I but, still look at that shit. I still pay attention to that shit. But, I'm still like, cool. Let, let me see Yeah. Let me numbers. see the fucking numbers. And, uh, man, fuck it. Oh, man. You just, now you're only three tickets shy of <clears throat> making that split point. Yeah. Tell me that. I'll buy three tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll buy the number of tickets to get to that point and then sell them. Yeah. But yeah, just, I don't know, man. Like, it's like, it's, this isn't complicated shit. You know, just cross your T's, dot your I's. When I ask you the head count, don't act like I'm speaking a different fucking language. Well, that's a problem when you're talking to somebody who's a promoter and a comedian. Yep. That you know. happens a lot. But, uh, oh, well, enough of that. Enough of that bitching. Oh, and let me go ahead and apologize. I will apologize for the uh, few people that came out to the show in Davison, Michigan, who, same booker, moved the show three days, moved venues, moved cities three days before the show. And uh, what am I trying to say? My head's all fucked up. Yeah, I told you. We could have just not done an episode this week. (laughs) Some people bought tickets in advance, and then three days before the show guy made the show free to the public so 90 percent of the people showed up just, who's this guy same dude who didn't he's like <clears throat> he panicked three days before the show because i hadn't pre-sold many and i'm like well you know you're probably not going to pre-sell a shit ton in rural michigan let's just wait and see so he moved venues moved cities two cities over but people but honored the tickets that were pre-sold but anyway, three or four people showed up, and they're like, it says free show. I, I bought your tickets online last week. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't know about that, so sorry. So apologies to the people who paid tickets, and then you show. And I get it. I would be pissed. Not yeah. pissed, but like, oh, no, I, that's, I, I, that's I, annoying, and that's it. <clears throat> well, that's a shady promoter. Yeah. And I would advise not working for that yeah. guy again. That's a guy that doesn't. 
Maybe not shady, but doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, God. I bumped into a few of those dudes. Jesus. But, yeah. What, what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> but other than that, mm-hmm. I remember. Great. I remember <laughs> Nate Craig getting in a dude's face in Asheville. She had some sloppy hashtag piece of paper with like little cra- hatch marks and crossed out. And people, he watched people not pay attention, walk into the room, and Nate just held the sheet up to this dude. He was like, What does this look like? How many people came in? Can you tell me from this sheet how many people came in? Because yeah. guess what this sheet says to me? It says, Sold out, motherfucker, pay up. Yeah. And I was like, And scared this dude. He's like, Okay, here. Yeah. He's like, Oh, you don't know how many people are in there? Then that means it's a sold out show. Yeah. If you don't know how many, then that then then default sold out show. Give yeah. me that fucking money, asshole. I've had uh, you got dude, and it got the guy was just shit faced, not paying attention to his own setup. Yeah, get the fuck out yep. of here. I've had uh, we did between fifty and eighty, and I go, you don't know for sure. And cool, then like, we did eighty. We did eighty. Then no, then eighty. My math says eighty. If it's your fuck up, we get the high number. If it's yep. my fuck up, I get the low number. Well, it's just people don't understand. <sighs> That's you, a lot. That's thirty yeah. people. I, I'm not. Mm. I love comedy, and I have done it for free for many years. I'm not doing it for free anymore. It's in the hobby. Mm-hmm. Like, like if I travel across the country to fucking play a show, I need to at least know the exact math, mm-hmm. so that I know that I'm not leaving fifty or a hundred or two hundred bucks on the. Well, table. I think it's a matter of like, listen, man, I'm going to give you a professional show. Yes, that's the other I'm thing. I did my a, job. I'm going to give you an hour long professional show. I'm yes. not going to get shit faced beforehand. I did I'm my do job. My, if I'm doing my job, you do yours. If I show up and I'm wasted and I'm not giving it, like, I'm too drunk to notice how many people are there. Yeah. Don't you don't get to be a promoter if you can't do that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, boy, what else we got to complain <laughs> about? Oh, man, had a blast in Kalamazoo, Michigan. we got to get you over there, man. They were asking about you. Shout-out to my buddy Bob Fredericks and the owner of this place. I think think the whole establishment is called Shakespeare's Pub, but downstairs is the music venue, and they call that Shakespeare's Lower Level. Uh, Shout-out to Charlie Lavelle, who owns the place. Mm -hmm. Here's here's the cool thing about the DIY shit. Owner of the establishment, Charlie Lavelle, uh, smoked a bunch of barbecue all day and brought me a fucking tub of ribs. And chicken and, uh, and fucking wings and oh boy, barbecue's a real dick measuring contest though. Yeah, it is. If you talk about barbecue and somebody's like, "Well, let me show you mine." Yeah. Oh well, let, let me show you mine. <laughs> Nobody's really doing that with like baked goods. Well, Charlie got a big old barbecue dick because it was great. It's good stuff. <laughs> Shout out to Charlie. Look at that big old barbecue dick on Charlie. I mean, over he there. nailed it, man. It was really fucking <laughs> good. Smoked it with cherry wood. He knew what he's doing. But like, I was like, all right, now this Charles. is cool. Just, Charles and his smoky fellas. Just hanging out backstage, and the owner of the establishment brings me a whole shit ton of uh, barbecue that he made himself, so that was pretty rad. Um, yeah, there's good people and bad people out there. Let me change uh, directions real quick. I'll try not to get sappy about this. Go on, get sappy. <laughs> We're having a weird episode, man. We're being emotional. We're I, being vulnerable. <laughs> I talked about this, I think, uh, when my dad passed, but uh, my whole life I heard about Erskine Street. In Detroit, when I was when I was living on Erskine Street, and Erskine Street this, and Erskine Street that, and I mentioned this in the uh, in that episode, the memorial to my dad. Yeah. But my dad had a real tough upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad just was kind of checked out from an early age. Something happened. Dad wound up in foster homes. Um, 
just was really kicked around mm-hmm. his whole childhood. And for about a month, he was homeless and he lived on this street called Erskine Street in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And he would always tell his stories about, and not like, woe is me, but like, and I mentioned this before too, but dad was great about putting it, things in perspective and giving us perspective with, with a dad who was literally homeless as a child and a mother who spent most of her life in a wheelchair mm. puts things in perspective. So I was never allowed to just bitch and moan and complain. Dad was always like, I was fucking homeless. Your mom's yeah. disabled. Shut the fuck up. And you know, and that's stuck and that's something I, I think everybody needs a little bit of that. But anyway, um, I went and visited Erskine street when I was in Detroit and it's uh, just right, right outside of downtown. Probably, if I had to guess, I would say it's north northeast of downtown Detroit. And just this little bitty street, like a little side street. And I went and checked that out. And like, this is literally where seven year old Don Stone used to be homeless. Like, yeah. he would sleep on cardboard boxes. There was a little. He used to talk about this little market. He'd go and steal candy bars mm-hmm. from. I don't know if it's the same one, but there's still some old school little market that I saw yeah. right on the corner. I'm like, I wonder if that's the same. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of neat, just seeing, like, where... Seeing some history. Yeah, seeing some history. Like, like I got some DNA in that asphalt. Like, yeah. Like just little scrappy-ass little seven-year-old Don Stone was, like, like about a month just just sleeping <laughs> in this little alley right off that street. And that that put, that's an interesting perspective <clears throat> to go and see, you know, shit like that. But, uh yeah, I had to go. I had to check that out because you got yeah, you got to learn about your roots. I'd always heard about Erskine Street, but uh, so it's nice to go see that. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from it, but it was just neat seeing like the actual. Yeah, man, you understand your past. Mm-hmm. I don't. I know the house my mom grew up in, the house my dad grew up in. That's yeah. It. I don't know anything else after mm-hmm. that. So yeah, that was pretty cool, man. Um, what else? You, we didn't eat very much. On our no, life. man. I was eating my bullshit. I broke and had a salami sandwich because I took the wrong order from that sheets the one night. <laughs> I'm pissed at myself. Oh, man. That, was that in the night of the show, Pittsburgh? That was the night we of the show. We went to a sheets. Yep. Right across the street from That's one of them hotel. local things that people are like, wow, is better. Sheets is better. Nobody gives a fuck. It's a gas station. They that both makes, suck. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to say suck. That food but, sucked. That's but, the worst hamburger I've ever had in my life. Yeah. They're making the same quality thing. Yeah. In that so, case, then you know what? Maybe Wawa was a little bit better. So really? I got a sandwich. But it's on you. You get to design it yourself through yeah. a little tap screen, which I did. And then I made a nice bean and cheese. Ball. It was all meat and my vegetables. Shit. And you were then, so excited about that sandwich. Yeah, I tried I'm like number six fifty eight, and the woman behind the counter was like better than eight. I was like, all right, was it six fifty eight? And she just looked at me like I don't care. And I'm like, you shouldn't, because it's three a.m. and you work at a gas station deli. I cannot expect more from you other than just being here. Can I interject real quick? Sure, you can, Dave. You're the co-host of this. This podcast. doesn't. I'm not a Republican, and I'm not shitting on people like that. But I've been there. And I'm not trying to be mean, but maybe you work at 3 a.m. at a gas station because that's how you perform. Because that's how little you fucking care. I don't, maybe if you did a little better job. In today's world, I don't know what number job that is for that woman. Mm-hmm. Is that second job? Is that third job? True. I don't know what. True. Good point. <clears throat> and minimum wage equals minimum effort. And I get that. So when people are like, oh, we shouldn't pay fast food employees 15 bucks an hour. Yes, you should. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely you should. That's what you should do. <coughs> Guess what? I get, I'm, I'm guessing 
McDonald's can afford it. Yeah, true. You know, global fast food chain McDonald's, mm-hmm. I think they could part with that cash. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was like, I didn't go back at her about it. But I took the entirely wrong order, got two salami sandwiches, and I ate one, and it sucked. Yeah. So I was like, well, I got this, and I'm starving, and I'm drunk. Did you eat the other one? Uh, I left the other ones for uh, you. I didn't eat it. No? I'm sorry. I know that makes yeah. you mad. Yeah. You got it's like, food. waste food or eat food that I don't want to eat. It's like, it's already food now. Yeah. I didn't save the animal. It's already food. Yeah. I might continue the process of turning it into energy. I got a cheeseburger. and yeah. no No hype. Probably the worst cheeseburger I've ever had. Just it tasted, it looked and tasted like a uh, high school cafeteria burger. You know, it's like gray, yeah. just that weird gray meat, and uh, just just a huge, way too much mustard, just a glop of mustard. But uh, yeah, well, you, you were so bummed. Yeah, I had. Yeah, I mean, ugh. it was I, fitting. It was fitting for driving through Western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Which is gray and snowy and rainy, and you got a gray, snowy, shitty burger and yeah. a fucking dead salami sandwich. <laughs> you got the little chicken chicken poppers. I didn't want those either. Yeah, you got those. I got a whole bag of food I didn't want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Oh man, uh, I did eat some good stuff though. Uh, I, I was on my thing. I don't know if we talked about this on the live episode. I was eating one meal a day. I was just eating one. <laughs> And when I told you about it, you're like, a fucking Big Z meal. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I can't do that. I was doing Especially that. if I eat breakfast, then, I, then I'm hungry by lunch. If I don't mm-hmm. eat breakfast, I'm mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I don't eat breakfast anymore. But uh, trying to get back on that. But on the tour, I was, I was sticking pretty good to one meal a day. So I made them count. Uh, I had an awesome Coney dog in Detroit at Dooley's Place. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It was great. Be- beef heart chili, I think, right? Is that now what they do in, with the Coney in dogs? There? Beef I thought that shit's in there. I like yeah. that. Makes it richer. Uh, I had Slow's Barbecue in Detroit the next day, and uh, I, had, I had been there about 10 years ago. It was solid. I, I talked to some locals in Detroit who called it uh, hipster trash. But, really? Uh, it, it, was, it was solid. It was okay. It wasn't what, the what, best. What's hipster about it? Just um, some, because somebody young wanted to do something good? No. That's I, not fucking <laughs> cupcakes or grilled cheese? <clears throat> no, I, I get both sides of it. There, there are some things that... Uh, I don't know. Barbecue's having a renaissance, and there's a lot of what you call like new wave barbecue, and sometimes they get a little hipster on it. What's new wave barbecue? Well, old school barbecue is the 75 year old dude who's been there for 50 years. And if if there's never new wave, those people just die, and the thing you like will disappear. No, and I'm not shitting on it. I'm glad that barbecue is coming back, Uh, but like there's just some real modern interpretations of it, like Mm. just. I don't know how to, uh, just the presentation's a little too frou-frou. Uh, yeah, like, presentation's kind a of a gimmick. Rib. Yeah, that's it's a not gimmick. not foie gras. But Let's, what's that place? What is it, 12 Bones or something in Asheville mm-hmm. that puts the blueberry rub on it? Yeah, that that's sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had uh, I had Slow's Barbecue in Detroit. That was great. Uh, went back to Sokolowski's in Cleveland. That was awesome. Polish food. I've talked about that before. Uh, just just fucking pierogies love your diet i'm gonna have one meal a day and it's a giant meal of the worst things you can eat like it's still three meals you just ate them in one sitting and none of it was good for you oh man no i they're still sensible meals they're 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 okay um went to superior pho 
in Cleveland with her boy uh, oh, Ramon yeah. Rivas. Fucking great. I don't know. You're the fuck guy. I'm not a fuck guy. I like it, but I'm, I'm not knowledgeable about it. But uh, this is probably the best, best fight I've had. I've reached critical mass with it, where it's going to be as good as it can be with uh-huh. what it is. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. It's like if you get like a regular hot dog, what else can you do that hot dog? Like it's, it's got to – it's a simple dish yeah. that's not going to like – Unless you reinvent it, it's mm-hmm. what it is, and I like the flavor of it anywhere you take me. There's lesser versions of it, but I think the good version is easy to make, and I've had the good version. Mm-hmm. My thing with pho, and I like pho. I'm not shitting on pho. But if I'm going to have pho, I would, I would just assume go two doors down and have ramen. I like the ramen broth better than Yeah, the, you've got a lot pho. of components you can mess around with, mm-hmm. a lot of aftermarket bits. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they put a lot of shit in pho, too. Yeah. You know that's why I think the Superior Pho in Cleveland was so good. Is the meat uh, was some of the higher quality meat I've had in Pho. Sometimes that that tendon and that brisket and some of that stuff looks like you know it's been laying around a lot, and it's just simply because they cut it real thin and it's in the it's basically boiling in that broth. Yeah, but uh, you know, but that spot's good. Mm-hmm. I realized, yeah, when I first went there in Ramon, I was like. That water would just look like a shark attack after how much hot sauce I put in. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I could reel back and let the actual flavors come. He did through. mention that because I hit, I hit it a little bit with a sriracha, and he goes, "Man, Kyle really likes that sriracha." <laughs> I was going nuts when that shit first came on the scene. I was so excited about it. Yeah, it was a good flavor hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, it's solid. It's good. What are we doing here, Dave? I don't know. I'm talking We're about food. T- yeah, but had the best Indian food I've had. All right, let's talk about this real quick. Seriously, Indian food you got to fuck up pretty bad. Oh no, a lot of so, to make it, it to make it bad. Well, the bad Indian food to me is bland, boring Indian food. Got to have those kind of have those flavors, man. Uh, Namaste flavors in Ann Arbor, Michigan, best Indian food I've ever had. I think do they have the highest percentage of Indian people outside of India? Do they? Now, I don't know how the locals feel about it. You know, maybe I caught them on a good day. Maybe it was a fluke. But I've had a bunch of fucking Indian food. Don't claim to be an expert on it because I always get the same shit. Does buffet fall in line with your one meal a day lesson? Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Because like I said, then it's the nine meals. No, it's you not. You sit there Put for it two and a half hours. No, look, I've done the math. All right. Look, I'm not saying that my one meal a day is small and or healthy, but... <laughs> All right, if I'm eating 2,500 calories a day, or let's say 2,000 calories a day normally, divided up over three meals. Sure, sure. If I have a nice, big, hearty 1,300-calorie lunch that that typically wouldn't be anything to brag about in terms of health and diet, but if that's all I fucking eat that day, I'm eating 1,300 calories instead of 2,000. So that's that's my logic. I guess. I'm not eating. I doubt that I'm eating... Uh, 2,500 calorie lunch. Like, I'm, I mean, I could, and I'm sure I have in the past. That'd be fun to like really count the calories, like go eat a meal and, and see what mm. 2,000 calories looks like in one meal. That's when the, when fast food places start putting it next to it. Like, yeah. I pay attention to it. But yeah. And I'm like, when well, this isn't real math. I don't yeah. Care. But yeah, that's how I justify it. But uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Namaste Flavors, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Amazing Indian buffet. Just. Just I don't know. Just the spice was right. Would you get some goat? They had some good shit. I had. I had some lamb. Uh, they had the fucking fried okra. Basically, the, uh, the oh, I think yeah. they call it bindi bhaji. I think, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like skillet fried okra. 
Oh, man. True, true. I hear that. I love the fucking, uh, I mean, the tikka masala, you could put a goddamn. That flavor. You could put a, a, a bicycle eat, tire. Yeah, in I'll eat my own be, hand. Yeah. I'll eat my own hand covered in that stuff. Every now and then, uh, you'll find the the fish. The fish tikka masala. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know what kind of, some sort of white fish, but uh, just nice little chunks of fish and that crazy good orange sauce. Ooh, boy. Good times. But yeah. And then uh, real quick, you and I had a real subpar meal in Morgantown, West Virginia. Grandmas. Anybody in Morgantown, West Virginia? Uh, they're trying, I guess. I'm not, you know, we're not here to shit on businesses, but uh, man. That place shouldn't have been open. Yeah, they should not have been open. <laughs> that was literally not like grandma makes good food. It's like, oh, you surprised grandma, and she's like, I got leftovers. Yeah. It felt like we I, did. We, we we popped in at grandma's, and she wasn't prepared. Yeah. like And also had no skill with yeah. food. Yeah, it was not good. I think, uh, I think I should have trusted my instincts on that and been like, we should go somewhere else, right? Yeah. We were hungry. I wanted to go to Cracker Barrel. You're, you're too good for Cracker Barrel. I don't know what your problem with Cracker Barrel is. They fucking microwave the same shit as Grandma does. It's consistent, and it's better than Grandma's. It was better. Mm-hmm. But as far as roadside food stops, mm-hmm. Cracker Barrel is low. Oh, I'd no. rather go to Denny's. Oh, no. You're out of your fucking mind. I'd rather go to Denny's. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. Burgers and sandwiches at Denny's. Get the fuck out of here. Breakfast at Denny's. Cracker Barrel's a drag. Here's what you get at Cracker Barrel, all right? Here's the best, one of the best fucking meals on a, a chain restaurant. Green beans cooked in ass sweat. <laughs> well, look up the Cracker Barrel menu get right now. Get the blackened grilled catfish, side of turnip greens, side of fried okra, and it's not on the normal side slash veggie menu, but they will do this. I think Cracker Barrel's cultural appropriation. Get a breakfast side of grits. I'll have the grits. I'll put the catfish on top of the grits, side of okra, side of turnip greens. Find me a better fucking chain meal for the price. That's like 11 bucks. How is Cracker Barrel cultural appropriation? From Hillbillies? Yeah. In 2004, U.S. Department of Justice investigation found that Cracker Barrel discriminated against minority customers, patrons complained of racially segregated seating, and service equality. So they really keep are keeping up with the traditions of the South. Oh, that's, that's they, could, they, they should focus on the quality of the food in the South and not the other qualities. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a bummer. Are you surprised? <laughs> yes, I am surprised because not everybody that Cracker Barrel was racist. Not everybody from the South. The fuck is, is a cracker barrel? It's a barrel full of crackers. You never stored. Nobody ever stored crackers like I that. I bet your great grandfather did. No. Back in the day, they had a big old barrel full of fucking crackers. Making that up. Here's these delicate pieces of bread. Let's pile them on top of each other. <laughs> fucking idiots. Cracker barrel is solid, dude. You're just, what do you? All right, it's just like at Waffle House. You're probably ordering the wrong thing. What do you get when you go to Cracker Barrel? What, what's your bad experience? Some been? dog shit. I don't know. You're probably getting like fucking menu. pot roast or something. Let me see them. I'm look at the menu. Breakfast is fucking great, dude. There's one in L.A. Yeah, it's up in Victorville. I've already trust me. I know about it. Fucking take eight, a drive out to high meth country for a little Cracker Barrel. That's why miles. it's popular there because you could eat it all with no teeth. <laughs> it's popular with old people and meth heads because you can mash it together with your blackened stubs. Get the uh, Grandpa's Country Fried Breakfast where you choose between the country fried steak or the chicken fried steak. I'll take either one. 
You can get that at Denny's. Yeah, I've had it at Denny's. Not good. I, that's what I had. Burgers at Denny's are great. I'm, I'm okay, not I'm not great. Sh- I take great away yeah. from that. But 24-hour mm-hmm. customizable burgers mm-hmm. at I, Denny's? I got no problem with Denny's burgers, but I'm saying... I hop, I'll take an IHOP over Cracker oh, Barrel. You're out of your mind. Take an IHOP in a second over Cracker Barrel. Grandpa's Country Fried Breakfast with the chicken fried Grandpa steak. Grandpa doesn't any, know any more shit than hash Grandma does. brown casserole. <clears throat> Kyle. They have hash brown casserole. I mean, it's let, fucking uh, delicious. Biscuits are solid. Not the best biscuits, but pretty fucking solid biscuits. Decent gravy. The grits, so-so. But uh, yeah, man. Hash brown casserole, which is hash browns. And cheese and onions. But it's just tall hash browns. It's hash browns with cheese and onions. Which is how I eat hash browns. Uh-huh. But it's a, it's in casserole form. It's all mixed up. It's in casserole form. <laughs> it's all mixed together. Oh, it's a delight. It's a fucking delight. Pinto beans. That's what I had for dinner last night. Yeah? A sad can of beans. Why did you have a sad can of beans? Because Rachel just did a bunch of grocery shopping, but we were fighting. So I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I don't need you. I'll eat my groceries. And I had a can of beans. She got all this stuff. She got all cereals and all kinds of you good food. You eat her food? And I was like, no, fuck you. I'm eating my beans. What did you all fight about? Just some bullshit. <laughs> it was, no, we're over it. But it was just it's like she went out and I'm like, I'll show you. Here's my passive aggressive gesture. i heat up a pot of beans and beans. I put barbecue sauce in it. <laughs> I put some hot sauce. It was too hot. I thought I could take the hot away with some sweet. So I made a hot, hot and sweet beans. Man, I remember. Anyway, Cracker Barrel sucks. Try Kyle's famous hot and sweet beans. <laughs> Do you? I remember as a kid, I would do that a lot, and then as a young adult, as a little shithead in relationships. But the I'm going to do something very unpleasant and uncomfortable, and something I don't want to do just to fucking spite you. I don't want to. No, I'll go sit in my fucking room and stare at the goddamn carpet before I watch a movie with you after we fought. Yeah, you know. Yeah, take that. I'm punishing myself. Yeah. I remember stupid. so many times. like stupid not idea. eating. I remember like getting in fights on dates as a, as a fucking idiot 18-year-old <laughs> going to some restaurant and like, fuck it. Fuck you. I ain't eating. Yeah. And, just, and, and then in the moment thinking, I'm not what are you hungry. doing? What are you, you're starving. You would love to eat that. But nope, mm-hmm. I'm proving a point. Man, I was a thick-headed little bastard. I would, yeah. I would prove my point one way or the other. And then, you, yeah, looking back on it, we proved nothing. <laughs> uh, what else going on, dude? Talk to me, dude. I watched a movie this weekend. <laughs> Talk to me, dude. Talk to me, Kyle. <laughs> the sensitive bro. <laughs> Talk to me, dude. Talk to me, dude. Uh, I watched a movie called A Vigilante. Have you seen that with Olivia Wilde? Like a singular vigilante? Yeah, it's just one of them. And uh, this is a weird name for a movie. But uh, solid, solid movie. Uh, could have been better. I needed more killing, but uh, basic premise is IHOP that, is selling sweatshirts now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on their website. <laughs> She's a vigilante. Uh, she goes, and uh, you can hire her if you're a battered woman or whatever, and your right. your husband's uh, smacking you around. You call this this lady, and she comes, and she will beat the. Why wouldn't you shit. just go get a strong man? Yeah, well. why don't you just get a tough guy, <laughs> big strong guy? 
Fucking already, I already got one broad who can't handle herself. Oh man, this, this. <laughs> I'm just trying to lean into the <laughs> I'm the enemy kind of vibe. Sometimes it's fun to be like, I'm a shithead. You bet. Watch this. <laughs> she could handle herself, man. She uh, she beat the shit out of a couple dudes, but good good movie. But it needed a few more. Let me let me see you doing your thing. Some more ass kicking. More often, there was certain parts that were a little slow, but. Uh, yeah, good movie. Well, we were recording recording while I got a street justice tale yeah, that I well, told you about. Where I rolled up, I got back to the oh. up in the up in the street back here to park. <laughs> yeah, I got kind of a dark, not quite an alley, but may as well be an alley uh-huh. between uh, the the apartments on my block and Andy Samberg's palace property. He lives right his, behind. Yeah, you. his walled off yeah. mansion. But there's a little dark street up there that you know. People parallel park on. And I go up, and there's some guy who's like, room for two cars, and there's a car like smack in the middle. Uh-huh. And it wasn't late. It was like maybe 1130 or something. Uh-huh. And I come up, and I see a guy sitting in there in his car. So I drive by first to think maybe there's another spot up the way, uh-huh. and there's not. So I do a three-point turn in my little tiny driveway in front of my uh, my garage. Rachel's usually in the garage. Mm-hmm. And if I park there, it kind of fucks thing. I can do it, but it kind of fucks thing up. So I go back. So now I'm driver's side to driver's side rolling up on this guy. Everybody, as I'm rolling up, I'm like, have my window up. I'm like, move forward or backwards, man. Come on. But I look in the window, and this guy won't look at me. And I see, I think there's a woman in the back seat, and she looks like she's like sleeping or something. Like her head's back and her mouth's open. And the window, the windows in the back, back windshield and rear windows were fogged up. Really? And so I pull up next to this guy. I'm like, what? Because I found condoms up there. And like, all right, mm-hmm. probably, you know. You know, people getting hookers or what have you, sex workers, mm-hmm. which I find that a strange, like we don't shame sex workers, which I agree with, but then don't shame the people that go to sex workers. True. You know? Yeah. Can you believe this guy sleeps with prostitutes? Also, you can't make fun of prostitutes. No, 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 no. You can't. It's the both sides then. Yeah. Both sides. If it's consensual, money's exchanged, everybody's safe about it, then why shame one and not the other? <clears throat> so, but that's, I'm looking at, I'm like, hey, man. And he won't roll his window down and he won't look at me. And at first I'm like, move up. I'm like, hey, man, what's, what kind of creepy shit's going on here? And I'm like, I'm not. That's uh, how you said it. Yeah, I'm like, what kind of creepy shit's going on up here? And he, <laughs> won't, he won't look at me and he won't roll his window down. But you could see him. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, because I'm driver's side to driver's side, but I can't see in the back now. I okay. saw it when I was pulling up f- towards him. Uh-huh. And what kind of car was it again? It was a uh, it was a gray. Um, let's see, I'll tell you exactly. It was a gray Honda Accord, a late model Honda Accord with Bondo on it. If you're in the L.A. area, with a very angular Bondo, not sloppy Bondo, but angular Bondo rust proofing with a California license plate of eight H eight H X Y six one one. So if you see that and you see a bald uh, white man in his early sixties, fuck that fucking guy. Uh, cause this guy, like, he's like, just let me leave. I'm like, nah, man, why don't you tell me what's going on here? And you can get it. Cause he can't pull out of the spot uh-huh. where I'm parked next to him now. Cause the street's not wide enough, Yeah, but I can't see in the back. And I'm like, I've, ne- I don't get confrontational, but I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fucking kicking in Have my own little street justice Dave. Mo. I'm like. What's going on, man? What's well, your block? This is your area. Yeah, yeah. You know? He's like, he's like, just, I just want to leave. And I'm thinking, like, all right, he probably picked up some girl from down under the bridge over here, mm-hmm. where all like, the homeless people live on Gower. Gower. Yeah, he probably. I mean, okay. 
I'm because she was in the back seat. Mm-hmm. If they were both in the back seat or both in the front seat, it'd be like, why isn't like, why can't she leave of her own volition? But she was in a separate part of the car, uh-huh. and I started thinking like, oh, she's probably shooting up, and he's gonna do it, you know? Yeah, we'll fucking. I'll do whatever to you for however much money, but I'm going to shoot up before I do it or after okay. I do it. Okay. Or maybe they're both doing it and they just wanted separate parts in the car. But mm-hmm. I was like, so what though? Fuck you, man. This is my neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, I'm like, all right, you can leave, but I'm going to write down this. I, I pulled up enough to like, all right, cool. Here's your license plate number. And I wrote, I wrote it down and he got to, he squeaked out behind like where now I move forward. So he got out, uh-huh. but now we had to loop around in opposite directions around the block and I saw him again so I started following him again this fucker took off and you go back down towards Frank he went down yeah he went down his street in the front here down to Beechwood and then went down he was flying down Beechwood the jeep doesn't have any fucking horsepower to chase anybody yeah and so I I, then I, I called 911 I'm like I don't know if this is the right number but there's a girl like was in the back seat couldn't tell if she was there against her will or not but huh. she looked out of it and here's the car so I was like, I don't know if I, huh. you know, if it's a see something, say something situation, I'm like, all right, cops, you can look for them. I don't know what the situation was. I still, I had guilt about it because I'm like, did I not do enough? Mm-hmm. You know? No. I did I scare that guy out of here? Like. Hopefully. It's still not. I mean, she wasn't there against her will. And also I'm thinking like, this is not a secluded area. And no. it was 11.30. I mean, I think it was just junkies that came up here to shoot up. PM? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not a sleepy neighborhood. There's people driving around. That's just the one. You know, because I think if you come up Gower, that's the first dark street you can kind of park up yeah. on. If you're cruising up this whole area, you pick somebody up on Gower, you come up here. Oh, look at this. This is dark. Pull over to our thing. Yeah. So I don't think it was anything super nefarious, but it was also, I don't know, and cool here's i I'm like i even apologize 911 i'm like i'm sorry i don't know but this is what i saw and i'm telling you here's the license number here's the description of the car description of the guy no nah, i think you i did, don't know you did your your due diligence cuz part of me is like all right man do your drugs you know Just i get i get it but don't do them in my backyard yeah or if I, yeah you know have your pay for sex what i'm not but it was just too much of like this guy wouldn't look at me, wouldn't like. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, not to, you know, this isn't a shitty neighborhood, you know. No, but it's shitty neighborhood adjacent. It, yeah. Also, it's not neighborhood anymore. It's yeah. like forget the neighborhood. If there's a homeless camp, there's a homeless camp, which that's a whole other issue to complain about. Yeah. But yeah, under the bridge, a half mile away. You know, dozens of homeless people live in tents, and sometimes it's circumstantial or it's mental health, and other times there's a lot of people down there just fucking partying. Yeah. And sitting in the street, fucking around, pile of stolen bicycles. Yeah. You feel like I could steal my bike? I'll drive through that camp. Fucking cut your tent open with a machete. <laughs> find that bike. I'll go full <laughs> Liam Neeson and you take one of my bikes. Oh, man. You see that Jeep go plowing up onto the. Up, up under the under enough's <laughs> enough they stole my bike <laughs> like a like like a reboot like a gritty reboot of peewee's big adventure peewee's big adventure but it's liam neeson Ooh. it's the actual it's the actual full film that they show at the end of peewee's big adventure where it's what's who's that robert uh, forget the actor at the end robert wagner or something uh-huh 
The XJ5000 stolen. <laughs> Speaking of uh, pulling off and doing some uh, some business in a in a dark alley, what uh, oh you ever do any of that? Any any stories? Because see you. I, you, I'm assuming you do have stories of that because you lived at home till you were like 26. Oh yeah, what did, I'm boned around a bunch what did, of. What, what do you do with a there. when you got a nice young lady and you and you're you, humping your car like teens, yeah, even yeah. though you're well into your 20s? <laughs> <laughs> where where like where would you look for like like oh stupid me went behind my own work one time at night and really? some in, in my neighborhood and somebody recognized my car like were you parked here at one in the morning last night like yes <laughs> yes I was don't worry about it. Why would you do that? Why would you go where you might be I'm spotted? I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. That was a whole thing. We lived by, by this huge industrial park, and there's always spots. You're either back there smoking pot or humping. Uh-huh. And I remember my buddies went back to this one spot nestled behind these warehouses. <clears throat> and we'd just go back there to smoke. We all lived at home. We'd just go back there to smoke pot and just sit in the car and just be high and just uh-huh. fucking whatever. And a cop, I wasn't with him, but a cop rolled up on him. And they're like, oh, shit, they didn't start smoking yet, so they had to, like, stash everything uh-huh. real quick. So did, at least it didn't smell like pot, and the cop came out. I was like, what's going on? I'm like, we're just talking. Cool, let me see your registration everything. And opens it up, and in my buddy's car, just fucking condoms and lube in the glove box. It's <laughs> like, we got to go with this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is our story, all right? Wow. Cops like talking, huh? I was like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, just what do you want? You want to fucking get busted for weed, or just let this cop think we're gay? It's <laughs> like, go, let's go with the gay one. Let's just ride this gay story out. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's the late nineties. I don't think they were gonna kick our ass for being gay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so yeah, that was that. I had dudes try to get into the car while I was hooking up. Oh yeah, yeah. Who who's trying? I was just in a parking lot, you know, as a teenager, fucking some thugs. What trying to carjack you or something? Just saw two people humping, and just opened the car door. I'm like, oh yeah, look at this. I was like, what? Get the fuck out of here! Mm-hmm. What'd you do? If I could pull the door closed and get the fuck out of there. Wow. They were just just drunk thugs <laughs> cruising through a parking lot. Oh man, yeah, I got busted a couple times yeah. like in high school messing around. At like one time at a at a construction site, like a neighborhood that was under construction, oh, yeah. and the cop cop bust us. And he was he's he did a good job. He was basically just asking the girl, like, "Hey, are you okay? Are you here willingly? Is everything cool?" And she was like, "Yeah, everything's good." <laughs> and he was like, "All right, well, y'all get the hell out of here." Yeah, just save up for a hotel. <laughs> hey, uh, do a shout out real quick. Yeah, uh, an hour of bullshit. Yeah, there. sorry about. It. I don't feel good today. I didn't have it in I me. Told you to, we could do a bad episode, to, or we could do no episode. We'd rather about. give you crap than give you nothing at all. So <laughs> that's a good motto in life. Um, <laughs> by the way, I, I'm <laughs> the idea uh, of a child making a birthday present for their parents. <laughs> Look, I made this. It's the thought that counts, everybody. Um, I'm into the birthday shout-outs. You guys want to shout-out your buddy's birthday? Give me a holler. You're going to fuck I'm yourself. slowly going to turn the Boogie Monster into my own little party line AM radio show. But uh, Eric Fornelius hollered at me the other day. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. You're going to put the birthday shout-outs on this turd of an episode? No, this isn't a birthday shout-out. Insult it's even better. to injury. This is even better. Eric Fornelius hollered at me. He said, hey, man. Love your podcast. I think my favorite part is the voices you've given your cats. <coughs> I, won't, uh, I won't do any cat voices today. Blah, blah, blah. Then he says, um, 
He says, I'm emailing you because my friend Brandon, who is also a big fan, has been unemployed for like six months and is dragging his ass with getting a job. I know you do birthday shout-outs, but would you consider a public shaming? Let me know. Thanks, dude. Love you guys and your cats. Uh, yeah, we, we could shame your buddy, Eric. Brandon, get a fucking job, dude. Well, I don't, I don't agree with this. Get a job. No, if he's dragging his ass, you know, unless there's some, some real reason, you know. Eric knows him better than we do. Eric's basically saying he's just dragging his ass. So get a job, Brandon. Don't be a piece of shit. We don't know Brandon's side of the story. Yeah, that's true. Comic of the week this week. Uh, we'll go ahead and do one of those. Uh, our buddy Hampton Yunt's got a new album out called Abel. Hampton Yunt. Hammy's got an album out. Chad Daniels has a thing out. Oh, yeah? Bargatze's got a Netflix oh, special. Bargatze's I don't know if our bump out. is going to help out his Netflix special. Yeah, I think I think Nate's doing all right. That, I, I saw that by the way. That was really good. Oh, Nate kills harder than anybody with low energy and mm-hmm. almost zero act outs. Just I'm gonna talk about some stuff, but like great jokes. Yeah, big fan. Uh, but yeah, Hampton Young's got a new album out called Abel. Is that the one he uploaded to some porn sites? He was. I was asking about it. He was putting stuff on porn. That's <laughs> hilarious. It really. That's one of those things. I wish I would have thought of that. That's really funny. I didn't know you could. Upload other things. Onto Have that. you looked at Pornhub? Yeah, it's all kind of the same stuff. Yeah. It's basically just what YouTube would be if you could put porn. Then on, on, people would only watch the porn. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I've never seen anything but porn on there, but that's a brilliant idea. Uh, but yeah, also available in your traditional routes, uh, platforms. Hampton Yacht, Abel. Great, uh, great cover, too, of him. Just looking like an evil little bastard, little kid's headshot of him mm. with the blacked out eyes. But yeah, that's our uh, comic of the week. What you plugging, dude? What do you got? Oh, Alaska. Yeah. I'm being Alaska. Alaska. Come to Alaska, everybody. I'll be there Saturday <laughs> night. 49th State Brewing <clears throat> in Alaska. What city? Anchorage, Alaska. Anchorage. Alaska's pretty big. I'm just going to that one. Let's go to Alaska. Yeah. If you're bored this weekend, (laughs) drop by Alaska. (laughs) It'll be fine. I've never been there. I'm excited. Well, good times. I I will try to heal up and be in better condition for our next episode. Yeah. But uh, five out of ten, I give this one. You know, we're here. Half of it is just showing up. No, it's so much more than that. Is that what they say? No, that's why podcasts suck. Mm. That's why podcasts are boring. People truly think that's it. That's true. We should. These people deserved more. Do we have? We got to read a commercial. Well, that's supposed to be at the beginning. Okay, we'll do that later. What's it for? I don't know. Where is it? I'll I'll read it now, and then if they want to put it at the beginning, they can. Find the commercial. Let's read this fucking thing. The Boogie Monster.
Scarpins Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.